We just out here skating, you know, every day we do so. Let's fucking sir! Let's go! We in this bitch. I really didn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is modern day hippie shit. We are live. <laughs> What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of MDH TV. We got a good one for y'all here. It's freaking 4, 4 a.m. You know, we going in. It's 1 a.m. over here. That's kind of late, too. That's like a little late. Facts. But, oh, <laughs> that, that I'll show you this one? Yeah, show the people, though. Yeah, people. Show all of them. Uh, I mean... All right, this is one of them I got. Can you explain them to the people? Because I'm going I'm to just post this whole pod. Oh, you're going to post this whole pod? Probably. Bye. All right. So this one's not done yet. Well, right? I mean, I guess it's done. This is Horus, right? But soon it's going to be Ra. I just got to get the sun disc right here. Ra has a red sun disc on his head. Um, But... Yeah, he's an Egyptian god. I got a cobra right here. And the cobra in ancient Egypt symbolizes inner strength. You feel me? Which is something I really realized I had. Like, where I was thinking earlier, I was like, dang. Like, I don't think, like, anybody could live my life and, like, the way I lived it and, and like, the mindset I have now and the situations I'm in now and like be sane, like honestly, bro. Like I have to battle with sanity so much. And it's not even like on a freaking, I don't know whether, nah, it actually is. Like sometimes I have to question whether or not I'm the crazy one or whether or not like all of society is the crazy ones and like, bro i mean i don't know it's a constant battle i feel like how you feel about that like do you ever have to like question yourself to be like am i crazy for the way i'm thinking am i the wrong one or is this just a part of the matrix that's trying to make you feel crazy sometimes sometimes i question like because you know we all have like big dreams and aspirations and I know me and you, like, specifically had pretty big ones. And, you know, sometimes I question, like, dang, like, am I really it? Like, am I really going to be the one that, like, because, you know, there's only, like, a very small percentage of people who really, like, make it to, like, being super rich or, you know, superstardom or whatever. And it's, like, yeah. I question sometimes, like, am I, do I really have that special, like, niche to me to where I could do something yeah. like that? Yeah. I think I do too, honestly. And I think like a way of me like putting my guard up, and I feel like a lot of people do this, 
is they'll be like, oh, I won't try something. Mm-hmm. That way I won't know if I was good enough or not. And that's probably part of the reason I haven't dropped no songs. You feel me? That's part of the reason I haven't going back to YouTube. You feel me? That's I just feel like I'm in this flow state. One, because I don't know what I really want to do. And two, because I want to do so many things. And it's like, yeah, but that's the worst. Because I want to do so many things, like, but it's like, you know. Yeah, it's like. You can't really choose. You think all these things and like you see all these things. You're like, yeah, I can do this. I can do that. But then it's like, I don't know. You always ask yourself, can you really do this? Like, And I don't know, with me, honestly, it's just always the people factor. I just need to get over that. And I feel like I'm get, I'm getting over it because I slowly, slowly, I really don't care what people think, but I just need to, like, live in that. Like, I feel like I'm in and out of that. But, um, like, I think that the stuff I create is good like, I think my creations are you know like creative I think that I know I like them and I think like I like cool stuff like I don't know I think that if I was just to put myself fully in there good things would turn out of it but the problem with me is like I always try to overanalyze shit so like I'll think all right well I gotta have the best optimum situation to do this or to drop the song or whatever. But you just got, well, I got to realize in life, there's never going to be a best optimum situation to do it. And one thing, bro, this is crazy that you said that. Cause one thing that I noticed that like, I really noticed on Friday, right. I was doing some sparring and you know, you, you kind of, you really find yourself when you're like actually like fighting someone like that. Like you find out who you really are. And like, a part of me was like, cause uh, this may be like hard to understand, but maybe it won't be. There's, I go to like a Muay Thai gym, right? And Muay Thai is like, it's very like aggressive. It's more like in your face. It's kind of like, like boxing in a sense. You know how boxing is like right next to each other. And then you have like karate and taekwondo. That's kind of like, it's not ne- like you guys aren't like constantly hitting each other. It's like, you guys are like bouncing back and forth. And I've been so scared to try the Muay, not try, but like to fight like the Muay Thai style, even though that's what I've been taught to do because I'm so scared to just like go head in and really like just bite down on the mouth guard and like just do it because I'm so caught up on analyzing, okay, if I do this and he hits me, yada, yada, yada. And I think it's the same thing with life. And that's why I brought it up to your point because it's like you have some people that just like bite their, you know, just bite down and do it. They don't really care, but then you have some people that are strategists, which is really good in certain uh, circumstances. But if you're too analytical and too like, and you over overanalyze everything, you might miss out on the opportunity just because you're waiting on the right one. When in reality, you really got to make the opportunity. You can't, you can't just wait for the opportunity to come. Yeah, like I'm glad you said that at the end because like. And, you know, like, I'm kind of disappointed in myself a little bit. Not too much because, like, yeah, not too much. But I am a little bit because over this summer, I was the only person, like, on campus working on this research project. And, like, I just felt like so much more could have got done. But, like, it just wasn't. And then I would see these teams that would, like, 
all their people like was there and like they was producing like physical stuff and you could see the progress they were making and like it just made I was like dang I really want to like work on something like that like the grow mushrooms um you know just quick side note make sure y'all get ready for a new segment on MDH TV YouTube me and Andre we're both going to start vlogging from our prospective locations um I already got my first vlog I'm working on my second Andre's working on his first yeah, so I just need. Like my, I need somebody like, to record it. That's why. Nah, you don't need no. Just get us. Look, I got this stick right here. But let me borrow. Look, look I'm gonna I'm gonna put this in the video. So make sure y'all go watch it. But yeah, I just started back YouTube. We're starting these new segments called MDH TV with AC One for me. I don't know Andre's name yet. AC1. I'm going around with these names, but AC one's for Alien Chosen One. Oh, <laughs> because I was like, you know, like I, I don't know. I, you already know, like I'm not from this planet, um, and we all chosen ones in a different way. So, but um, yeah, get ready for that. I hope y'all ready for these vlogs. They're pretty cool. They're kind of like day in the homies, kind of just because like I'm skating a lot. Like especially the second one, especially like it's seven minutes already in. Like I already edited it and uh, fucking, it's only not even halfway done and it's all skating. But um, yeah, get ready for that. Yeah, mine is gonna be a lot better yeah. too. I, Cause I, bro, I'm like, I might get these new shoes, cause like my shoes have been blown out for like a while now, and like I've been taking a break. But like, I'm excited to get back to skating. Like, bro, I'm hell. Cause like, I can't. I mean, I can't skate out here, but. Bro, it's like a hundred degrees till like eight o'clock, and I know that's an excuse, but like, I do so much already. Like, I already go to the gym damn near every day, so it's like, you feel me? I don't have that same like. Yeah, that's my thing too. Cause like a lot of people, they'll be like, "All right, before we go on this, but bring that back up." But um, to finish my point about like, why I was feeling a little disappointed in myself. Uh, this team grow mushrooms they're going to be in my vlog so that's why I bring that up so check out my vlog if y'all want to learn more about them but um there's a research team uh on the research campus at Lehigh and they like put on this workshop and all summer they've been like working on a sustainable way to grow viable mushrooms that you can eat and like cook with and yada 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 and like uh unsustainable areas and like it was just so cool and like I, I have a mushroom bag downstairs that I'm trying to grow mushrooms and I'm probably not doing it good but <laughs> they I have a video and like throughout the whole video he's basically explaining how you can care for these mu or these mushrooms and like create your own mushrooms and he's like explaining the anatomy of a mushroom and like the fungi and like their species which is actually pretty interesting but um yeah anyways off that back to what you said what 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 was that last thing you said uh oh about the skating oh, no. oh yeah I was like I was like uh yeah like I, I, I oh you I, do so many things already right yeah 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 I was thinking about that because a lot of people like and like I don't know if like in their head they're thinking of it as a different way or 
I'm thinking of it as a different way in my head and I actually am doing a lot, but like I'll do whatever I do. And a lot of people will be like, and you do so much stuff or whatever, whatever. And I feel like I'm not doing enough. Like I feel like I waste so much time watching TV or just not using time itself to the fullest. But see, I felt like that, right? And you know how I've been taking like this break well, this on and off break for the last like two weeks, I felt like like during the summer I wasn't doing enough. Mind you, my goals during the summer was to like get better at fighting and lose weight. I lost 23 pounds. Like I was like doing good, but I still didn't like I, like you said, I didn't feel like I was doing enough. And then once I started taking this break and I started to live like the normal, you know, I call it the normal nigga life. Like I really felt like I felt like I was doing a lot. So like I feel like when you take a step back, because now I get home from work, I eat. I wasn't eating before when I got off work. I would come home and just go to sleep and then wake up and go to the gym. But now I eat, I watch Netflix, like I'm binge watching shows. And I'm like, dang, like I was really doing a lot. So it's like when you take a step back and you just like like see the world through a normal person's eyes or like how the average person lives their life, then you'll see like why they're saying you do so much, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it totally does make sense. But my thing is, like, is it, do you think that that's something that humans have to do? They have to have those leisure break periods? Or do you think, like, to be the best possible person you can be, you're always on go. You're always working. You're always bettering yourself, whether it's knowledge. And I'm not saying you can't relax or whatever, but yeah. majority of the time, like, you are you have a goal you're trying to accomplish, you know? But I think, I think the reason why, like, breaks are very good is because, like, during this break, I learned a lot about what I want. Because when you take a break, and this is how, like, I would tell somebody to know if they really want to do something in life or if they're just doing it. If you take a break for something for two weeks and you don't feel that itch to go back in and do what you were doing, then it's probably not what you really want to do. You're probably just doing it. But like doing during these breaks, like I keep, I, I want to go work out. I want to skate. I want to go back to the gym. So it's just, it's showing me like now that I, you know, I can do it, but now that I'm, I can't do it. It's like, it's showing me what I really want. So when you take a break, you're able to see, you're able to like really measure how much you really want something because you'll have those, those urges and those itches to just do it. So I feel, and, and like, it, it's important to like, just, cause you don't want to get burnt out neither. And like, if you do something too much, you'll probably get burnt out. Facts. Yeah. I mean, like, also like, I took a step back and I was like, I'm literally a 100% or I'll say probably like 70% at least different person from like when I had my spiritual awakening and the person I was before. So I'm like, I'm navigating this world that I now see a totally different world. I see a matrix literally. And like, it's like I'm one years old. I'm navigating an entirely different world. And I feel like a lot of times people, after they go in there through their spiritual awakening, they expect so much of themselves. And it's like, you're almost starting over from scratch. That's almost what I feel like. Like, 
I got to learn how to move within this matrix while knowing all this information, while keeping my sanity, while being able to interact with bots, while being able to like keep my higher self. And like, what I found is like, it's really hard, honestly, to, to juggle all those things and like make sure that, you know, you're on the frequency you want to be on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, I was just going to say, like, being out here at college, like, I really realized that your environment, like, really has an effect on, like, your mental health and like and just the frequency that the area you you are in and like the people around you are living at that really has an effect on you and I can say it from a personal level because there was times like where I would just feel down like I don't even know for what just go through these states and like I realized it's because I'm in such a negative toxic environment where people don't know themselves and all these different energies is all going around this one isolated place this one isolated you know environment a college campus all these different people and it's like if you don't have a grasp on who you are you can really get lost i've seen a lot of people get lost and it's scary you know it's very easy that's the thing too yeah oh go ahead i'm like logan this may sound bad but i kind of like already feel like i'm gonna get lost like the first like couple of weeks of school because like things are going to be in person like we're going to be meeting people more it's going to be like me and friends like in an apartment so like I'm already kind of like planning to like low-key get lost in the sauce for a little bit I mean not enough to like to where it's like super detrimental but um I definitely get what you're saying like when I was in school like when I was back in Reno it was like even though you're on a different level, like, and even though, like, we personally feel like we're pretty cool guys, like, we feel like we're, like, we're, like, confident in ourselves, it's, like, no matter what, seeing, like, the cool people on campus, and then, like, seeing what they're doing, like, you know, all, like, the party animals and stuff like that, like, even though you don't want to be it, you're, like, dang, like, that's cool, you know, to get, like, all that attention, and it kind of puts you in a state where you you begin to question whether or not it's worth it. Like, cause you can have like this temporary happiness of like, yeah. you know, I could be popular, have fun, you know, have a whole bunch of friends or right. you like, I want to focus on my future. Cause I know like, like after that two week span of getting lost in the sauce, like I got to get back focused. And I know when I get yeah. back focused, like I'm not going to have time to be hanging. I'm like, I'm gonna be too tired to hang out with people like that. So like, I definitely, and then coming back here, we're like, it's just my mom here. So like, she's not like, she's not that much of an influence on my mental state. It's like, I've really been able to focus and like, I've been going to the gym and and really seeing people that really had the same goal as me. And it's like, it's inspiring. And it's not, and it's inspiring in a way that it's positive. It's not like it's inspiring to where like, you know, when you're at school, you're like, you want to be cool. Like you want to be a party animal. But like when you're around people that are doing that have the same goals, it's like it's pushing you in that right direction. But it's hard to find that in college because so many people can't even find themselves, much yeah. less, you feel me? Bro, like literally, like that's my issue, right? Because like and like people, 
Well, maybe people like from Vegas know this about me, but a lot of people out here don't know this about me. But like, if I really wanted to, I could go hoop on a D1 team, like literally like in a month or a month and a half, two months. And like, I'll try and talk to people about it and then they'll learn that I'm a basketball player and that'll like change their whole, the way they think about me subconsciously though. Like before I'm just a skater, yeah, 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 I'm just a human being. Then they find out, oh, you're a good athlete. You're one of these guys. So they start treating you this way. And a lot of people like, they don't see it. Like they don't understand. They'll be like, oh, you should play basketball. I'm just trying to talk to them. Like they get them to try and understand like, how it's weird going from like being this star athlete or whatever to now being like a quote unquote loser skater kid or whatever. (laughs) Bro, like, and literally like the span of like three months too. You feel me? Like, and like I was the star athlete COVID then I'm the loser skater kid as soon as I go back to meet people. But you know what the craziest part is? Yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm so sorry. But no, I was just gonna say, and all of that in the midst of when my spiritual awakening happened. So like I'm really juggling all these weird things. But what were you gonna say? I was gonna say, bro, the craziest part, because we both kind of went through it. Like, even though like I wasn't a star athlete like in the vat, like in Vegas, but like at the school, like I was a good basketball player and like I was popular, not because of basketball team, but a lot of it was because of basketball team. And then now like I'm not as popular and I'm like you know the loser skater quote unquote but it's crazy how you go from like the peak of popularity when I was personally at my lowest like when I was personally like not not depressed I was never depressed but like the most insecure the most like I I didn't I didn't know who I wanted to be I was trying to be like other people and then now when I'm at my lowest and like the public the public view or whatever I'm at my highest like I'm the most confident I look at people and like, I don't, I don't feel intimidated no more. Not like in a, in a fighting sense, but like in a, like, you know, like, you know, like in high school, I used to see a guy that was like good looking. I'd be like, damn, he'll take my girl any day. <laughs> like dead, I'm dead serious though. Like, and even like, even like towards the end of like senior year, it was kind of like that. But now it's like, bro, I got enough confidence to, to, to kill a mule. So it's like, it's crazy. Bro, that's facts. Cause it's like, I don't know, like my peak of, well, I don't know. I had a couple different peaks. Like I had a peak in middle school with popularity kind of because of basketball. And that's like when I was going to all these tournaments and fucking camps around the country and stuff. Then like I had another peak in Vegas in like high school. And like that it kind of is weird because that peak happened after my friend died mm-hmm. and like now I'm I, that somehow makes me a more popular person because I know somebody that died and it's like once you really step back and look at how backwards this society is like I don't know it's tough to like I said it's just tough to navigate through because I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty, but when you're living in it, you're living in the moment, you're navigating through all these things you've never experienced. So like you going blindly and 
just by your gut. And most people don't even trust their gut 99% of the time. So it's like, you're navigating through this world blindly. You don't even have a good sense of who you are because you probably not spiritually in tune with yourself. And like, there's so many obstacles because we are in a literal matrix, you know? Yeah. So like, what advice would you give to people to like, how, how, what advice would you give to people on how to operate through this matrix that we live in? Um, God, it's hard because I don't even know. But I, I, I'm going to change the question a little bit so I can actually answer it. I would say, like, if I had to give advice to, like, my younger version of myself on how to operate through this matrix, because I can't, I can't tell other people because I don't know. But if I were to talk to, like, the freshman me, I would tell them, I would tell them, stop, stop caring so much about your identity about well not even your identity but like how you how other people perceive your identity like senior year was like kind of when I had my spiritual when I quit basketball is when I had my well a little bit before I quit basketball is when I had my like quote-unquote spiritual awakening and that's when I really stopped caring about just like looking cool or uh like being cool or playing basketball or whatever, I really just started focusing on things that would make me happy, regardless of what other people would think. Like, so I would tell somebody, just focus on what makes you happy and forget about trying to make other people happy by trying yeah. to portray something. Because the thing is, is like, there's so many cool people, like there's so many cool people that it's impossible to be the coolest but if you're just yourself, that'll prevail far. Like, like, remember what we said about the whole, like, people are trying to be Drake thing? But there's a thousand people trying to be like Drake. You won't make it anywhere trying to be like Drake because you, you can't compete with a thousand people. But if you're yourself, you're going to automatically place yourself outside of their, what they can do because they're trying to be somebody else. Yeah. And that's so, like, yeah. Uh, Go ahead. I was saying that's like another thing. Like, there's so many cool people in so many different areas of life. Like, there can be cool party people that are, like, really cool, genuine, down-to-earth people, and they just like to party all the time. And then you have cool people that are really in tune with nature. Like, there's cool people in whatever section of life you want to live in. Mm -hmm. So don't feel like if you want to be cool, you got to tie yourself to a certain section of life to be cool. Like, like Andre said, be yourself, and, like, that'll really make you the happiest because – at the end of the day, you don't want to look back 20, 30 years from now and be like, damn, I was fake. I've been faking it my entire life. Mm -hmm. And like, I've been faking my existence. That's like the worst feeling. But um, I was going to say, uh, to your point, like, I would say I was probably, I mean, this is for the advice thing. Yeah. Like, I was probably at my lowest, like you said, when I peaked. And I would say probably halfway through sophomore year through probably like up until the start of senior year, I was probably like hella depressed, just getting worse and worse. Like, especially after the homie Dalvin died, like it just got hella worse after that. I became a drug addict, literally started smoking every day. Like, I mean, like 
there's a bunch of things from my past that I know have affected the way I act and the things I do that I haven't really, I guess, addressed. Like, I don't know. I know they don't, like, affect me to the point where, like, I'm like, you know, like, how some people, they, like, unconsciously don't know it's affecting them. I know it affects me. I just haven't addressed the situation <laughs> before we had. But, yeah, like, fuck, I forgot where we're going. With. But, oh, yeah, like, I would say, like, advice I would give to my younger self is, like, stay true to yourself. Like, I've always wanted to do YouTube. I've always wanted to make music. I feel like I've always had this kind of, like, out there personality that was, like, unique. So people would think it's, people would gravitate towards it or whatever. And, like, the only thing that was ever holding me back was people in the sections of life that I was in thinking I was weird. Mm -hmm. And, like, I was thinking about I was like, when you were trying some, or maybe we talked about this, and I'm just hearing this, like, verbatim, but, like, when you're trying something new, you're always going to look weird to the people that are in the circle you're already in. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember I was like, it's my oh, yeah. I was, I was like, I was like, you get you could have took the safe route, like the cool safe route, and like kept playing basketball or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, it was so cool how you transitioned to skateboarding because like you look like you're gonna look goofy on a skateboard no matter what, but you could have looked great on a basketball court. But that so that's that's basically what I said. Yeah, because like yeah, like just for I'm gonna just use that example right there. Like if you are a basketball player and all your friends are basketball players and then you come out of nowhere and you're like, yo, I fuck with guitar. And we know damn well, <laughs> if you tell like some hoopers, they're going to be like, what the fuck, nigga? Like, this nigga singing and shit. They're going to start clowning. So, like, you just got to accept that because there's so many people that play guitar that are going to be like, oh, damn, that's it. That's cool. So it's like, you just got to get over that initial stage of being a novice and, you know, people thinking that you're weird because that's, it's, it's not going to take like last that long. Like yeah. I was thinking about it. I was like, if I would have kept doing YouTube from sophomore year, I would have been famous. Cause I thought of, I was like, I was rewatching some of my videos and I was like, it was my second or third video. And I was like, I made like a little parody video because I had got like 175 subscribers in like the first three videos or something. And I was like, and I remember back then I was like, damn, that's not enough. And that's what I didn't like keep doing it because I didn't think Bro, I was. That's so I was like, that's hella. Like now I'm thinking about it because we're doing it now, like seriously, and we don't give a fuck. So we're going to keep doing it. I was like, damn, that was like hella growth and a little amount. Bro, of hella. <laughs> but, Bro, but like, back to your point about being a novice like i think again that's like who you surround yourself with because like if you're a beginner skateboarder around like basketball players like you gonna even if you a good skateboarder you already gonna be less than in their mind but if you're if you suck you definitely gonna be less than but if you're if you suck and you're around other skaters or you're around other people that you know know what it's like to be to uh to uh be a beginner at something like they're not going to make fun of you nine times out of ten so like he said it's, it's really about what you surround yourself with like 
and I used to be one of those super in denial people, like, because my mom used to always tell, or this is just like a, I feel like everybody's parents told them, like, you are who you hang out with, or like, you know, your parents don't really want you around a bad crowd, and it's like, you don't really understand until you get a little bit older. I'm happy I'm understanding at a young age, like, before, like, I really lose myself with, like, friends, but, like, even because I used to think of it like on such a stupid level, like, a, yeah, my friends, you know, they sell drugs or they do this and that. I'm not doing that. But it's like, it's not only that, it's more so just like, you think that's cool. Like, you think that's okay. You you feel like they're the popular guy. Or they're the cool guy. So it's like, you're going to put yourself out there to be that type of cool guy, to be, to, to hang out with the people that they're hanging out with to get the type of attention that they're getting. So yeah. it's really like, like, like people say, like, it's really who you hang out with. It's really about. Just, Cause like, you're going to mirror no matter what. Yeah. You're going to mirror whatever you're around, no matter what. Yeah. So like, it, even like, like I said before, like if I hang around somebody for too long, I'll start talking like them. So like, and that's just human nature. That's going to happen to anybody. For me, it probably happens, you know, more than others. But no matter what, you're going to mirror or you're just going to be in the situation. At the very least, if you're hanging around with a whole bunch of gang members, you can easily get caught up with that and go to jail and do, you know, have to do something that you're not built for at all. Yeah. So, and, and that, that would be another word of advice to my younger self or to anybody that's younger watching this or the same age, even because we're still young, is to just watch who you surround yourself with. Like me and Tommy have both grew up with, you know, quote unquote gangsters. And it's still, huh. it's still like love for them, of course. Like, you know, I'll still like slide up on their picture, or, you know, yada, yada, yada. But like, I'm not going to be around that because I have different goals, different aspirations. And yes, you know, I love them from afar, but that doesn't mean I got to see them and hang out with them. You feel me? It's like, we just on two different paths. Facts. And like, you know, I don't want to be the dead horse. That was no, like, no, no. That was facts. Fuck that dead horse. Or but <laughs> nah, what I would say about that is there's a stoic uh stoic principle. I think we talked about this a little last spot, so I'm not gonna talk about it for too long. But uh every person you interact with leaves their imprint on you in some small way. Mm. So if you're around like a bunch of people who are doing illegal activity, who are, which I'm not gonna say is universally wrong, and this is gonna be a good segue into our next topic, but which I'm not going to say is universally good or wrong behavior, but if you're, we live in a society that's set on, set up on this basic rule. So let's just use that for the foundation of this thought experiment. If you're hanging around a bunch of people who are breaking the law or testing the limits, pushing the limits of society, and even though you don't think that's cool, you think it's acceptable because you're hanging around with those types of people. And then when you get around people who don't think things like that are acceptable, you may not be doing it, but you'll see somebody else that's doing it and won't think it's wrong. And then they'll think it's wrong. And now you guys are clashing. And that's where it's like, the only reason humans fight is because we don't fucking understand each other. Like literally, if we just talk to each other, things would be such so much more like simple. I think that's why dolphins don't fight. I don't know if dolphins fight. I'm, just making this assumption, but like they can communicate telepathically, so like they know what the others thinking and feeling. But humans, we like 
makes it so difficult for some reason. Yeah. Like we lie to like why do we do that? But um yeah, actually, yeah. no, talking about the lying point, bro. Lying man, I'm so happy I'm not a liar no more. Like I think I think lying is really just stems from fear. Cause you, you only lie because you're scared of something. You're scared of the yeah. consequences. You're scared of whatever. But like, to me, like, I'm not really scared of that much anymore. Like there's not that many consequences that like really scare me to the point where I feel like I can't tell the truth, but like I'll be at work and like, I'll see somebody lie like to, to, to the manager's face. And I'm just like, how are you so comfortable lying? Like, cause me, I'll be like, if I do something wrong, I'll be like, yeah, I did something wrong. Like it, what are you gonna do about it i mean yeah. not like not like i'm like you know trying to like tempt him but like what like when you do fire me like yeah i mean i think a lot of people like you said lie because of fear that was instilled in them from when they were little yeah because like you get in trouble with your parents and you tell them the truth let's say just for instance you a girl you like 15 or whatever and you get in trouble with your parents and you tell them the truth and they ground you you're not going to tell you got you get in trouble with your parents because you uh you stayed out past curfew or whatever and they ground you or whatever you tell them the truth about where you was at you was out with your friends and whatever and they ground you for it now you're gonna lie the next time so they don't ground you and that's why like Parents got to know, like, being strict and hard on your kids is not going to do anything but push them away and make yeah. them more secretive. Because if your kids trust you and are comfortable talking to you, they're not going to have a re- one. They're not going to have if your kids are comfortable talking to you and they know that you respect them as a human being, they're not going to have a reason not to come to you with problems, because at the end of the day, nobody's going to have your back for the most part, than your family, because that's your blood. Like, especially if it was all on a stranded island, you're going to go to your family first, like, because you know them. So, like, you got to, parents need to understand, like, this system of instilling fear in their children and a system of distrust, is it, it doesn't work. I think that's another reason why society is so fragmented and broken is because, all these kids grow up and the first relationship they have with human beings is a broken one filled with distrust and fear. Like literally the first, the first people they know ever, they don't trust. So it's like, how can you expect people to go through life trusting people that they just met when they don't even trust the people they've known their whole life? Yeah. And like, when I see, bro, it's crazy that you said that for, I have two points. Can you, hopefully I don't forget the second one because the second one's interesting but the first one is my parents used to all like if I lied to him like my dad for real if I lied to my dad he would he he would like he never really hit me like that he's like hit me like three times but when I lied to him like that's when it was a real issue but when I told him the truth it was more so just like yeah like I'm still mad but you didn't lie because they they already expect a lie from a kid I feel like most parents so when you don't lie and you just tell them the truth I feel like a good parent should just be like, okay, you didn't lie. So I respect that. And like you said, it's a, it's a matter of respect, 
But the second point I was going to make, oh, is now that I'm talking to people, or I'm not now that I'm noticing I'm talking to people that grew up with both parents in their households, and like they've really like, you know, there was no like real trust issues. They've been together their whole life. You know what I'm saying? You can see how much they trust somebody. Like me personally, like I, you know, like back in the day, like when I was in high school, when I would talk, <laughs> when I would talk to girls like that, uh, that had both. Uh, parents in the household I would be able to lie and get away with it very easily just because they just they already have that like fairy tale kind of image in their mind and then now I'm realizing how sad and how normal I think cheating is just because I've seen it so much in my life like not I mean whoa that was a little awkward I just put my parents business out there but you know there's a lot of distrust in my in my parents and because of that, I think it's so normal for there to be cheating, for there to be lying, and for there just to be, you know, anything like that. So I don't expect the real out of people because, like you said, the first people I knew, there was already that that distrust that I witnessed growing up so much. But like, like I mean, like you said, it's all about like your environment, you know? Yeah. All right. I got a hot, I got a real hot take. And look. Some people might be mad about this tape, but you feel me? We should use like the sound bite of this tape to like get hella people to listen to this vibe. Okay. Black people were better off in slavery. Now I'm gonna explain it. Now I'm gonna explain. <laughs> in slavery, our physical bodies were enslaved. We still had our mental, emotional connection with our spirits negro spirituals with each other we really were connected with you we were brothers in and bonds in this society now there's so much back it's so backwards like we're so confused and this i've basically got this idea because you had said something about your parents or you said you didn't really get hit by your dad yeah. i got my ass whooped growing up like a lot bad sometimes you feel me and like some people looking on the outside would maybe put that on my dad and say he was a bad parent but that's what I, without like adding context you gotta add context exactly. to the world so like society is so backwards that black people now like we have convinced ourselves that the only way to raise black children in this world is to toughen them up, which to an extent is true. Toughen them up so hard that they, they're stone cold to you, your parent. Mm -hmm. That's damn near every black kid's life. They got, they get whooped out the ass. They just go through so much bullshit that Verbal. a lot of regular people don't have to go. And I'm not gonna say black, I'm not gonna say that. A lot of people in, low and low middle to lower income situations and split situations and unfortunate situations. I'll just preference it like that. So I'm not even just going to make it about color, but I am going to make it about color for this because I'm speaking from my experience. I'm black, <laughs> but, so I'm, but I'm just saying it can extend to yeah, everybody. <laughs> but what I'm saying is when we were in slavery, 
you you're not this body what you are is, is your spirit your mind and we weren't spiritually enslaved we weren't we trusted in each other we had each other's back now that we're in society what do we do every time something bad happens run to a white man look at this covid shit majority of black old heads don't believe shit that no young people are saying they look at fucking western medicine and white doctors for the answer yeah they freaking are you know and like you know like no offense to anybody but they are praying to a white jesus and a white god from a religion that was literally forced onto them after people ran through their continent and enslaved them and there's like literal history of that shit so what I'm saying is our spirits have now become enslaved while our bodies are free. But what they don't tell you is your body can't be free if your spirit's not free. If somebody's controlling your spirit, they're controlling your body because they're controlling what you want to do. That's why Black people are out here killing each other, Black game banging, doing drugs, having sex like dogs. That's why we're so fucking just lost. And I can say that. We are lost on a national scale. I can't say, you feel me, internationally, because I don't fucking know. But on a national scale, for the most part, Black people are lost as fuck. Yeah. And I can say that. And I can say that because all people are lost as fuck. Because most of y'all put up with the lost shit and act like it's okay. Instead of addressing the shit. I get it. Most people don't want to seem racist. I get that, at least for the quote-unquote woke white people they don't want to be seeming racist so they like i'm not i'm that's not my business i respect that honestly but what i'm saying is your mind is like literally the controller of everything if you are mentally enslaved like you can be free as a fucking goat or i don't know free as a fly is that a bird bird. free as a bird right (laughs) But if you are mentally enslaved, you can't, like, you're not really doing anything out of your free will. You're, somebody's controlling you, whether you know it or not. Yeah, that was beautiful. I, I can't really, like, follow that up. But one, one statistic that I heard, uh, I think it was during, like, the 60s or the 50s, 40s, maybe, the, the amount of single mother households in the Black community was at, like, 20%. And now, you know why that happened? Section 8 and fucking welfare. But now it's like, it's like 70%. So it's like... It, it keeps going up because you couldn't used to get on welfare if you had a man in the house. Bro, hold on, my bad. Bro. So they were purposely splitting up black households. And like, this trend just continues. And it's like, but, wait, once wait. you... I'll, let, let me just say this. Yeah, go ahead. Once you trick the first initial generation, and I read this in Willie Lynch's The Making of a Slave. Once you trick the initial generation, that generation is going to do all the work for you. All they got to do is trick one generation, and then mm-hmm. that generation is going to teach their kids. And that's how, like, religion has become such a big thing in this world. All you got to do, like think about it there wasn't always just one big ass religion that most people follow like do y'all really think that it was always like that there was multiple fucking 
uh, what's fraction or factions? That's what that's the word. Factions of different types of beliefs, and one of them got bigger, took over the rest, tricked everybody else that yo, it's this way. There's still them little fractions out there, but you see, there's mainly one, and and those people just taught their kids, and that's why you feel me. Everybody believes in generally the same story. Not to say it's right or wrong, but you know, yeah. that was just my side note. But go ahead. But that was I said that to add to your point about like you know blacks being better as slaves, but mine was more was more so where blacks better before segregation because we know in the middle of that what was in the middle of uh, the 1960s to now, or whenever that statistic was taking place was the civil rights movement. Real, real, real quick, real quick. Cause I want to talk about this, but I just want to say side note. I don't literally mean black people were better off as slaves because you gotta be a free human being to be able to do what you gotta do on this earth correctly. What I meant was, Mentally, we are very worse off right now than we were a couple hundred years ago. Yeah. And I think, honestly, if you look at it from, if you look at how we treat each other, that makes that makes perfect sense. Like, yeah. before we were free, we were, you know, and I don't know, I guess, I'm, I didn't live during that time, but from what I've seen in history textbooks and in movies, it was like a family. Like, even though people were enslaved, it was still like a family. People cared about each other. I mean, of course you had, you know, the the people that were like, you know, the snakes in the grass, but that's, you know, that's gonna happen all the time. But now we're totally free physically. And we do more harm to ourselves than any other than any other race. But the thing, the, the, what makes it even worse is that when you try to acknowledge or when you try to uh, point out that we're doing harm to each other, you're like, you're kicked out the community. Like the minute you say that white people aren't killing black people as much as black people are killing black people, now you're now, now you're looking at the wrong problem. Now you're just, it's like, no, you're not. Not, not only like you're looking at, you're a part of the problem now. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, it's like, it's like this. If, if we sit up here and just keep killing each other while we're quote unquote free, we must take a step back and understand what happened to us to where now we hate each other. Because like even during segregation, from, from, what, I, from what I've seen, I, like I said, I don't know, I didn't live during that time. And I know a bunch of old heads are gonna be like, no, there were still niggas that were terrible. But like, from what I've seen, people were more close knit and they were in a family like community. But now, the freer we get, it's almost the the worse we get, the worse off we get. Because now, go ahead. I was going to say, like, I'm glad that you said something a a few seconds ago. You said, fuck, what did you say? That was a really good point. What what part? It was like 20 seconds ago-ish. It was like about how, oh, oh. This is what I was going to say, right? People, like, they'll fucking, uh, damn. No, no, I got this train of thought. Just let me, let me put it together in my head before I get this symphony out for y'all. Oh, okay. So these people who try and kick us out of the community for having literally just different ways of thinking than them. 
nothing crazy, nothing crazy, but for pointing out truths that they might not agree with or may think is a part of the problem. They, they need to step back and realize that there's truth to what we're saying. And we're not saying there's not truth to what they're saying. We're not saying that there isn't white people out here killing black people, whatever, whatever, that there isn't cops out here killing black people. We're not saying that. All I'm saying is take a step back and look. Look at the whole picture from a bird's eye view. Take yourself out of it. You're not a black person no more. Look at it. Look from history, and that's why you really need to take a step back and zoom out. Look at history and how, like you said, at, at the more we get free, the more we start to hate each other, the more we stop liking each other. And you got to start to realize, like I said, during slavery, they didn't have to enslave our mind because they already had our bodies. But now they have black people working for them against other black people who know what the fuck we're talking about and it's because their minds are enslaved that's why you need to take a step back and realize and really think about what you really want i think people really get caught up in the moment and they don't understand what they want like and it's so easy to like get like off you know your trail or whatever because one second you're doing things, something and then like you push a little bit past your more like a little tiny inch because you know you know if the the ends justify the means or the end justify the means you know that's everybody's favorite quote but that over a long period of time that little inch adds up to fucking miles and you're <laughs> way off your morals and people don't understand what they actually want and I think that's you really see this with this vid stuff with this vac stuff with this lockdown stuff because all these people who claim that they want uh all people to be kumbaya safe all this they're not showing it with their actions so they really need to step back all these people who really believe in freedom supposedly are trying to force people to get a vac vacuum like you need to step back and like really think about what your morals are and how you feel like either that or you need to change your morals because what you say your morals are and how you're acting don't align. Yeah. And, and I've been listening to this uh, conservative podcast a lot lately. And, you know, I feel like you could take a lot from anything in life without being fully on board with it. Cause I don't want people to think I'm like a super conservative, but um. One thing that this dude talks a lot about, uh, especially when it comes, well, he was talking about this, uh, about the COVID, like uh, economic inflation, you know, that whole ordeal. And he was talking about like, people are just giving you things. And, and one of the things he said is like, they're saying like people in poverty or people who are poor aren't poor anymore or whatever. But he was like, that's just because you're giving them money. That doesn't fix poverty you know, infinitely, that just fixed it temporarily. And I think it's, it's, it's like the same thing with black people, kind of. It's like, whenever we're given something, that's not, it's, it's not, it's not to fix us. Like, in the long term, it's just to make us happy for the moment. Like, you think about the stimulus check. When people got stimulus checks, they were so happy. I was happy. I didn't get a stimulus check, but I got 
never mind. But when people got stimulus checks, they were super happy. Little do you know, that's just making our economy go down way lower, way lower. So then we got to pay more back in the future. And when it's, when it's Black people, it's the same thing. When Black people get the Pledge of Allegiance and something, then they, you know, they, they get happy. Or when, you know, white people, like, acknowledge racism, they're like, oh, yeah, like, he's a good white guy. But it's like, that's not, that's not going to help us. Or when we get... That's what I'm saying. Or, or like... Or like welfare or, you know, uh, what is that stuff called? Uh, unemployment and EBT and things like that. It's like, that's not really helping us. That's just giving us money, but that's not digging us out the hole that we're in. We still don't know how to, we don't know how to make money. That's the, that's the real problem. We don't know how to create wealth. We can sit up here and collect money all day and spend it and, and survive. But if you really care about the culture or you really care about, you know, generations behind you, like that's not going to, what is it? What is a welfare check going to do for your, and this is, this is what's wrong with black people in America. We are steady living our lives behind the white man. Instead of just living our lives. Like you said, we feel good when a white person acknowledges racism and that's like a win in our book or whatever, but it's like, why does that situation even matter you shouldn't even give a fuck because at the end of the day you're a human being that white person is a human being you're both on earth this is an even playing field yes society might not be because of the people who set it up and the rules that it's run by but on earth where you know the real world real reality where you're actually supposed to be you two are two equal beings you just gotta beat this motherfucker out but we are steady like, oh, we got to get the approval of this motherfucker. So it's like, we can never even surpass them because we're always looking for their approval. And that's what, that's what we don't get. Yeah, That's why I, like, we always turn to these white people for answers. We always look to Joe Biden or not even Joe, fuck, fuck Joe Biden. Always look to the fucking president because they all white. Obama was white with a tan. They, they're all <laughs> like, like, and they I, don't understand their entire psychology is off. And they don't they don't know what they want. Because they say they want black reversion. They say they want this, that, but everything they do shows the opposite. Yeah. And I agree with what you said. And I feel like another big issue is just we always look for the temporary fix. And I think that that boils down from like rappers. I mean, that that goes from rappers who like get a whole bunch of money and then spend it on whatever all the way down to like the kid who sells drugs because all of those things are just well the thing that sells drugs is like that's quick temporary money like you're going to be rich for the second but that you can't really sustain a life especially nowadays you can't really sustain a life off of selling drugs like it was in the 80s you definitely like what do you do sell weed there's literally dispensaries what do you do sell crack who still does crack who still does? It's I mean, probably a lot of people. A lot of people, but it's not like the '80s, you know, where you're getting where you're gonna be a millionaire off. I mean, maybe, possibly, but probably not. Yeah, probably. And not. it's and it's like my mom used well, to. Like, honestly, I'd argue it's probably easier to be a millionaire nowadays off of selling drugs than it was in the '80s for a couple of reasons. One, because of inflation. Two, because of the internet it's easier to sell drugs it's easier to but it's easier to get caught too yes that's true 
But as the cops get smarter, people get smarter. The cops are dumbasses. Like, let's be, if you think about all the crimes that are committed on a daily, cops may be catch. Like, I'm going to be modest and give them like a one to 15%. But I'm not saying just like big crimes, but like, just any, like, for all the fucking dumbass laws there is, damn near everybody commits a crime a day. But let's just say like, crimes as far as theft and shit there's so many of those that are even murders there's hella unsolved murders in the entire fucking fucking (laughs) fucking country let alone the world so like yeah i think regular people are much smarter than authorities so yeah i think it's easier to make money off drugs now actually i think bro i don't think so i think i think you have a better bet you know probably getting a job saving money Maybe not a millionaire because you probably. Yeah, I'm not telling any. Oh, <laughs> I'm not telling any of y'all to fucking sell drugs. But, but like my, my the whole point of me saying that is like we always look for that quick fix of just like we just need money now instead yeah. of working towards the future. Like, and I feel like that's the same thing. Even like t- in school, like kids will ditch school because that's so like it's they they can hang out with their friends and be happy for an hour instead of going to class, and you know, or maybe being happy quick. a whole lifetime. Not even that, like, kids will just, will not pay attention in class, mm-hmm. just try and pass or whatever. When you're literally sitting in the class for the time anyways, you might, you might as well, well do fucking it. learn. You might as well, well do it. Like, you might as well learn some shit, right? <laughs> and and I mean, that's... that because it's easy at the time to not learn and exactly. just get the answers and pass the shit. See, that's one thing about, like, white people is, is they know how to take things slow and just, like, build something. Like I've seen, I, I follow this one page on Instagram. It'll show like people who are, uh, you know, like 25, like it'll show like Jeff Bezos or someone, he was 25, he had like $0 in his account. And then he's like 50 something and he's a billionaire, trillionaire. But it's like- Patience know, is the greatest virtue you can have. Yeah, but we know, and it's, it's crazy because I've known a lot of people who look like they have a lot of money, like that are our age. They look like they have a lot of, they'll be on like the camera going like this with the money and stuff. But it's like, you're really broke. Like in all honesty, you may have that little cash, but first of all, we all know where that's going. You're about to go buy some stupid clothes. Or you about to pay rent. Yeah. Or, <laughs> <laughs> oh God, or you about to go buy some drugs. And it's like, we all, in that's like I said, it's just quick money. It's You yeah. have no goal with that money. Like you don't have anywhere that's going to help you multiply it. Yeah. Like, it's crazy that you said that because, like, I was thinking about this the other day. I was, like, I used to be, like, a little kid. Well, I ain't going to say a little kid, but I used to be, like, 13, 14, 15, 16. And I would see people posting, like, stacks of money. Maybe, what, anywhere from 100 to, I'd say 5K at the most. But usually anywhere from, like, 200 to $800 or <laughs> thousand or something. And they were and young, like, too. Yeah, but I'd be like, damn, they got so much money. But then, like, I, like, I have more money than that in my bank account now, obviously. I'm just like, I used to, like, have, like, $120 and think I had so much money just because I had cash or whatever, mm-hmm. and I could do this. Boom. And it's like, once you, like, get out of that fucking, the environment, See, the hood is good and bad because 
And I'm not saying we grew up in the hood, quote unquote. Like I said, we probably don't think it's the hood, but a lot of motherfuckers would say it's the hood. And we and we know a lot of people from we know a lot of hood people. Yeah. At so, the very least. You know, like it's good and bad because you you one, you grow up survive you grow up and you think the world is a dog eat dog world which it is which i'm not saying it's not but it's in your face and society is you know behind closed doors it's a mm-hmm. dog eat dog world they're not going to tell you straight up but they will stab you in your fucking back but in the hood it's in your face like it's life or death you feel me and it's good and bad growing up like that because you know like it has you thinking it has you trapped in a certain mindset and that mindset allows you to be able to survive in the lowest possible like circumstance in the worst situations and circumstances like I can I have survived damn near through months of college at points at points with like three dollars in my bank account with with no worries in my fucking head (laughs) like at all and it's like if I wasn't from where I'm from I would be worried about that and that's why I say it's like a good and a bad place because, and that's why you see a lot of people that become successful are from like the hood or whatever. And it's mostly people that get the quick money because they're being fucking controlled by these entertainment people. But that's because they know these people have talent and they just, they just fucked up their psychology. So they're unguided. They don't know what to do with their talent. But anyways, off that if you look, a lot of people from the hood, they're, they're so talented and they produce so much things in society. Look at what Kanye, just one person, has done for society on a creative level. Like he's literally made so many waves just in music alone. And we know how much music affects people, but business and just ways of thinking, he's changing. He's out of... A, changed my ways of thinking to an extent and i know he, he's changed way more people's ways of thinking i don't know what that means but, oh and it's in clothing too oh yeah and clothing and fashion like and he's a billionaire and people still <laughs> think he's crazy like he's he's literally the richest black person in america and all black damn near 90 percent of black people think he fucking insane and have turned his back on him See, this is this is why I don't like talking about the black community a lot because once I get started, like I just get pissed because I just start thinking about all the shit that's fucking wrong with us. Well, one thing I was gonna say before you, you know, go super saying is I got uh, I went to go exchange, you know, those like little coin machines that give you cash for coins. I had went to one and I got like seventy five dollars in cash, bro. And for and even though like I have like you know, I'm not gonna say how much I have in my bank account. I have well over $75. For some reason, bro, it, with the cash in my hand, I felt rich for some reason. Not rich, but I felt like I like actually had, had money. money. Yeah. And it and it's crazy because like I don't know, like when you have like a debit card, it's like you just like yeah, it's just a swipe, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just a swipe. Which is crazy because like you said, like we grew up in a place where like if you had cash. That was way more impressive than having a debit card, having any type of credit. All these people that showed money, posted all their money, probably had no money in their bank account. Like exactly. That's all the money they had. Maybe a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. If they had a card. If they had a bank account. have a card. Yeah, a bank card. 
like that they probably didn't even have a bank account yeah but, yeah i don't want to keep beating on uh yeah i don't either because that's honestly not what this power was supposed to be about it just turned into that but let's let's so we're, we're gonna do two pops so we got i got we got other topics we want to talk about but you want to beat on transgenders all right a little bit <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm gonna just explain my tattoos again at the Oh yeah, wait no, do the do you do the last one? You you never did. No, oh, I didn't even do any of these. So this is this yes, is you did. Well, you I did, did the Cobra. That's it. No, but, you did. You did him well, too. But I didn't. I just said what he was. Like, I didn't <laughs> bro, wait, hold on. <laughs> bro, we was like, <laughs> we at the beginning we was like just explain the tattoos, but we're all the way here having yeah, him. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And I meant to circle back to this a while ago, but <laughs> there was just better points I had to be made. But yeah, once uh. Horse gets it. So horse is like, I'm not even gonna fucking explain what horse is because this is Ra. I got it to be Ra. But Ra's the sun deity. I'm not gonna say sun god, sun deity of ancient Egypt because in ancient Egypt we didn't believe in fucking like people gods and shit. Like we we recognize we. People think ancient Egyptians worshiped the sun. We just recognize the significance the sun had, you know. But yeah, uh, Ra is the sun deity. Uh, this is a pharaoh. I mean, like, it's just like I was gonna say y'all should know what that is, but not everybody knows that knows what a pharaoh is. So a pharaoh is basically the Buddha, whatever you would think a Buddha is, but times like a thousand. It's like the highest level of human enlightenment you can reach. You feel me? Where you unlock, you know, parts of your body that, you know, you parts of your brain that you can't use. You know, like how it's rumored that people only use about 20% of their brain capacity. Not, and that doesn't mean we don't use all of our brain. We use all of our brain. We just at one all of the brain power and capacity it has like we use like 20 percent. so we're really dumb we're just we're smart dumb motherfuckers which is obviously that's pretty bad it. bro when you think about it yeah it is like, like, it's honestly harder. i would rather just be fucking dumb but no i said it's sad because like we're like the smartest creatures on this planet and we like we still dumb actually no i feel like we're pretty smart as a race Nah, I feel like we're it's like niggas to outer space, bro. We just do shit. Like, how are we like? If you think about it, how are humans like really smart? How are you defining smart? We we do shit. We do shit like how beavers build dams, and how fucking bees pollinate flowers. We create technology, and that's what we're doing. That's what we've been doing. It's not like we're going to... If you look at the human race, that's the only thing we're doing is creating technology. Like We're doing little bits and parts of shit in the midst, but just on the long scale, we've just been creating technology this entire time. So it's like, what are we really doing? If you look at these other insects and like these other you know, living things on Earth, they actually do stuff. Like They have a purpose but it seems like our purpose is just to create things that it damn near seems like it's going to take over in a couple fucking years mm-hmm. i wanted to i know we talked about this a little bit but uh the last pop i want to bring up a little for this one 
and it's the quantum theory. And like, I've been thinking about it just a lot. And like, so basically the reason why the nuke, the computer and a bunch of other things were able to be created was due to the understanding the science community had of the quantum theory, right? But we don't properly understand the quantum theory. And that's why we don't know the effects nukes have. We still don't. If they try and fucking tell you they do, they don't. That's why there's still dying places on earth from nuclear fucking disaster shit. That's why we don't know the direction digital technology is taking us. Like this shit is taking over. It's literally taking over. And it's kind of scary that people don't realize it, but there's no, there's like no going back at all. Like we think there's no going back to life before the pandemic, but we've been on this track for a while already. There's no going back to life without technology almost. Like it just is the way things is now. And it's going to always continue that way. Like I see my little brother and he's four now. He damn near knows how to use a computer and a phone better than me. So, like, if you're a child growing up, that's the only way, like, they can't go back and experience life when it wasn't like that, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, we kind of right. caught, like, the tail end of it. Like, yeah, my sister, really. like, my sister generation really caught the tail because they were kind of, like, old enough to, like, really know. But we kind of caught the tail end, and like we kind of knew, but we didn't know. We caught yeah, like, like we like, we caught the tail end. Art, yeah, like because I had a, uh, some older siblings in your sister's generation too. They caught the tail end of it, and we caught the very beginning of it. And yeah. we were growing up when, yeah, there was TVs in every house already, but there might have been one computer. Not every house had Wi-Fi. Not everybody had cell phones. You yeah. might have from so we were still in you know nature but you know slowly and slowly we started getting more immersed with technology and you gotta think about it we're only 20 now or i'm 20 you're 19 about to turn 20 you zoom out that's 20 years on a scale and look how how long (laughs) and look how far like and that's the scary thing that's what i'm saying look how far we've gotten in 20 years already there's no going back. Like, At all. And it's, and it's only gonna it's only gonna get faster. It's only easier to program phones now. It's not like like they had to start with a cell phone and then go to a smartphone. Now it's like you just gotta do a smartphone to a smarter phone to the smartest phone. And but this like, one thing, right? Yeah. None of that technology. So the quantum theory, it was published in like I think like the 1950s or 60s or the 40s, and then it was or it was started becoming talked about and shit in like the 20s and 30s. And I think it was solidified in like the late 30s, early 40s. And then they used that to create the new and create the quantum, the quantum computer and all that. And I think that's why we don't know this direction techno- digital technology is taking us. And it's just kind of just booming off hella fast is because we created literally another life form and we just don't realize it yet. And we are literally, we're still creating this shit and we're too dumb to fucking step back and admit to ourselves we don't know what we're doing with this quantum system. And that's why we can't go back. That's why it's happening so fast. Mm-hmm. Like, think about it. Think about how fast, like, all right. When was the new job? Let me let me Google that real quick. 
1943, 42? Maybe? 41? 40, 41? Right, the nuke on Hiroshima was dropped. Uh, let me see. 43, 44, 41? 1945. Damn. I was, oh, damn. I was close. Yeah. But look, it was dropped in 1945. You still can't visit Hiroshima. Matter of fact, you know what's crazy, bro? Actually, the first one was dropped in 1945. If you look up how many how many nukes there are in each country now, there's hundreds. There's thousands of nukes now. So, like, just to your point, like, we're progressing at a rate. I feel like it was kind of like this, right? That's was, 85 years, right? Yeah. And I, and I just want to say this real quick. Point real quick, and then I'm going to let you. Yeah. In 85 years, you still cannot go to where they dropped that nuke. Mm-hmm. Because they don't know the effects of what that nuke is going to do. They still don't know. The people who invented that nuke are dead. And you still can't go to where the fuck they dropped yeah. the nuke. So, like, that's all I'm going to say. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, the way I kind of feel about it, about, like, the technological advancements, is, like, we were trying to push up this hill for so long, right? And that, that was kind of like with, you know, the 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 beginning telephones, the, t- the beginning TVs. Then we got to the top. The top was very short. I don't know when the top was. And then now we're kind of going downhill. And it's just like, we can't stop because you if you're going downhill, you can't just stop. You just keep rolling, keep rolling until you get to the bottom. And it's that's how I feel about technology right now. It's like, we're too far and we're too prideful and too like caught up in the moment to just be like, we effed up like because and even there's like geniuses like elon musk he said before yeah ai will take over like it's not there's no question about it anymore it's just a matter of when and when you have people like that acknowledging it especially someone that's in inside the world and he's not willing to stop like it's not like he's like nah like maybe we should slow down it's like it's like people don't really care they're 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 more focused on trying to build the next best thing rather than trying to make sure we still can keep that monkey to monkey interaction and make sure that we can still be in tune with the earth. Because one of the things that, and I was having this conversation with one of the coaches at the gym, right? And he grew up in probably like the seventies or eighties or whatever. He was like, cause he's seen a lot of kids come and go out that gym. And what he see, what he said he sees is the most is how desensitized kids are and how impatient people are. And it's only going to get worse. Like we all know kids are getting desensitized, yada, yada, yada. But the more, like, like you said about your little brother, he knows how to use a phone better than anything. It's like when kids and people get out of touch with nature, that's when we lose ourselves. And when we lose ourselves, it's going to be easier for AI to take over because we're so lost in the sauce. Like we, we're probably getting it's taken like, bro. We're getting taken like, off our phones right now. And we don't, we're doing this right now. And it, it is what it is. Like, we don't even think twice about it. That's what I'm saying. AI has already took over, and people don't realize it. Like you said, that person, they they can step back and see that over time, the kids have become more desensitized. What did I say? How do you make a slave? You, You affect one generation and just have them trick the rest. What has AI done? It's affecting the kids. What does it go? And it's, I don't know if it's AI literally as a human organism 
or it's the people that are just running this fucking society. Who knows? It may be both. But what whatever force it is, is literally targeting the kids. I was thinking about Fortnite. Who the fuck plays Fortnite? Like kids between the ages of fucking, I'm gonna say five and like 18. And all these bad, all these dances on there, all these freaking rap songs, all these subliminal messages they are sending to kids. It's a game about killing people. And like, it's just like, a, it's a regular cool, regular thing. If you look at TikTok, just all the crazy shit. On, there's a lot of crazy shit on TikTok. The fucking president paid TikTokers to come into the White House and talk about getting a vacuum. Who's on TikTok? Kids. So it's like, you can see very clearly once you step back and stop living in the day-to-day because some people like, and I'm not saying it's important to live in the moment in the day to day, but you have to be sure to one, take an isolation period and really check in with yourself to make sure that you yourself is all right with what's going on around you. And to two, take a step back and just observe things. And you will start to realize that it's very clear that they are targeting children with everything they do. So I don't, like I said, I don't know if it's AI, they've already taken over and they're like, yeah, we just got to target the kids and then they're going to think it's normal by the time they adults. I mean, if, you, if you're playing the long game and you're being an evil genius, that's the way you do it. Yeah, and, and to your point, like nowadays, like when we, like you said, we kind of caught the beginning. So like, we didn't really need phones. Like it was like, you didn't need a phone in elementary school. Like, my parents weren't dying to give me a phone in elementary Like, my dad was totally against it. He was probably against it until, like, I got to high school, to be honest. But, like, my mom, she got me a phone. But when you have – when it's, like, almost mandatory to give a kid a phone at a young age, like, in elementary school nowadays, it's, like – Not only just a phone. Most kids in elementary be having iPhones. And yeah, shit. and but it's, like, you – to, in order to be a quote-unquote good parent or a safe parent, you got to give them this device. So it's like you're feeding into the into AI because you want you don't want your kid to be the only kid without a phone because that's not only is that embarrassing, it's a little bit unsafe, I guess. But it's like you nowadays they're making it they're making it to where you need you need AI. Like it, imagine if you didn't have a computer, you couldn't even go to school. Nowadays, you can't go to literally. literally, literally we you can't, can't go to COVID. school last year if you didn't yeah, have. Bro, a- exactly, you wouldn't be able to finish school if you if you didn't have if you didn't have transportation to the school or you didn't have a computer. You would have just fuck. You would have just failed. Like if you didn't have an email, you wouldn't have got emails from nobody. So it's like they're making it mandatory in every aspect of life. Like whether it's school, whether it's just your social life. Everybody needs like. If you want to build a business, if you want to build something, you have to have social media. You can't, you can't just like, it's not, word of mouth doesn't exist anymore like that. Like back in the day, from what I can imagine, it used to be like, oh, have you heard about this restaurant? It's pretty good. Nobody's doing that anymore. It's like, oh, on Twitter, this new restaurant is fire. Y'all should try it. So it's like, you need, and like, as much as I want to like detach myself from social media, I can't because that's how I promote things. That's how yada, yada, yada. If I were to delete my Instagram, I couldn't promote this at all. So it's like, it's like they're it's making so it. Crazy. 
how fast it happened. How fast? It happened so fast. Bro, from like, like, like from 2012. I'll say 2012 to me, because like even YouTube was like kind of big. YouTube was kind of coming up in, two, in like the early 2010s. And then it kind of like, and then it just shot off after like literally, 2013. Literally in like the span of a decade, maybe a decade and a half, having a cell phone has become a requirement. Having Wi-Fi has become a requirement. Having a computer has become a requirement. You can see how AI is literally like immersing themselves in our life, like literally in, in that sort of amount of a time. Like, I don't know. It's 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 a, it's scary to like when you really yeah. think about it because like when you're just living in the sauce going by, day by day, you're like, like I said, it's that one little inch. So it's one little inch. Okay, it's not a big deal. But those inches add up. And now we are fucking damn near light years away from where we started. Like one we thing, don't even know. We don't even know and we can't get out of it. One thing that I noticed, bro, and you know, I'm not perfect to this neither. I definitely feel like if I didn't have my phone, I'd damn near go crazy. Or like if I didn't have technology, I'd damn near go crazy. One thing, bro, I can't do for some reason. I mean, I can if I really need to, but I love watching something while I eat, like watching like a video or like watching Netflix or something. But it's like, I, I think back, especially now that I'm having like, I'm reflecting on it. I think back, like people used to actually have like family time for dinner. And maybe, maybe, you know what, honestly, maybe it's because like, I haven't had like a real family dinner in a very long time, probably like since like the beginning of high school. But like, even still, like, and before that, we did used to have family dinners. But like, it's just, it's just weird how like, people used to really like go to the bathroom without taking their phone or work out without music, skate without music, uh, do all these things without technology. And like, yeah. you think about it today, like, what? Like, imagine going to bed at night without watching TV. Like, it's like, what, or like watching a video on your phone. You're like, who does that? Like, it's so foreign to us, but it's like, that's why we're so out of touch with with who we really are and who in our imagination and how we look at ourselves you know because you can see celebrities every single day now you can see a celebrity's yeah. life every like it used to be back then you'd have to wait for a magazine to come out to see a celebrity but now you get you see you see your favorite celebrity every day and now you're constantly comparing yourself to them you're constantly losing yourself while looking at them so it's like it's it's a very scary slippery slope that we're it, like you said, is we can't turn around now. The best, exactly. the, the I mean, like the the most you can do is like minimize it for your kids and your family. Or no, you know what I was gonna say? And teach bad, them that technology is tools. My bad to cut you off. Exactly, no, I was gonna say the best thing you can do to me. What I feel like the best route is, and what I'm kind of doing is using technology for what it's for as a tool to promote whatever and then get to a point where you don't need technology where you don't need to promote like you think about like and, you know this may Kanye don't need to be on technology I was just going to bring up Frank Ocean like Frank Ocean doesn't need to promote his music no more like he can drop whatever he wants whenever he wants and people are going to buy it so you kind of got to get to that point of like greatness and recognition to where people you don't need to you don't need people to see what you're doing and you can just do it without technology facts like and I was going to say, like, 
people will argue and say that technology has made communication better and easier. But I would argue that it's made it harder because mm-hmm. like you said, most times when people, even if people do eat dinner together, the TV probably on. Some electronic is probably on playing something. But back in the day, they used to have conversations. That, How's your day? How was work? How, now you ask the day, you get good. Yeah, it was all right. That's it. It was that's all right. It. That's it. Instead yeah. of like how your day actually was. We don't know how to talk to people no more. We just know how to... AI knows who we are better than probably any person. Facts. We don't even, bro. One thing that AI I know, probably knows who we are better than we are. Yeah. One thing that I know every guy can relate to, we don't know how to talk to girls. We don't have, we can't talk to girls the same way that guys used to talk to girls back in the day. 99% of guys, 95, I'll say 90, 90%, no, actually 99% of guys are more bold through text and will talk to more girls through text or through swiping up, sliding up than they will in person. I'm a victim of it. When I, I look, here's here's how sad it is. On Instagram, I could easily uh, slide up on a girl's picture and put hard eyes. In person, that shit, that that's a whole like I gotta plan it out. I gotta be like, okay, I don't want to be a creep, yada yada yada. But it's like, like you said, in a, in the you know, the bot eyes, it makes it easier to communicate. Yeah. But it's in like- reality, like you can't you can't truly articulate something through text. Me and you, if we were to write this conversation down on a transcript and give it to a whole bunch of people, they wouldn't feel the same emotion as they do now. So it's the same thing. If you can't articulate what you're trying to say in person, it's like through text, it's, it's, it's not as good. So that's how we're losing that communication factor. Yeah. It's like technology is also desensitizing us. Because like, if you think about it, People didn't used to just see, well, I don't know, because I wasn't alive then, but I'm guessing that people didn't generally just see people getting their heads chopped off and their faces blown off and just a whole bunch of violent stuff every day. But I can go on Facebook and literally watch like 20 people get murdered, like murdered, like brutally and not even flinch. And it just goes to show you how desensitized society is to violence, to sex, to all these things that used to be sacred human things that we held, you know, life used to be so important. Sex used to be so important. Now it's just like things we don't really care about. It's just like whatever things. I think it's because we see people having sex so much because of the internet, you have access to it whenever. You see people dying so much because of the internet and the news. That's why black and the, people in the video the games. I think the video and the video games. Yeah. But because yeah. if you can like, I was thinking about. It. I was like, I want to grow like raise a kid. Well, I don't know. I kind of want my kid to be tough because this is a dog eat dog world. You might have to kill a motherfucker. But like in a perfect world, I wouldn't want to raise a kid to where like he's playing a video game and like. He has to kill something. He's all right with that. Exactly. Like that was one thing. I'm I'm so happy that my parents like didn't let me play like Call of Duty when I was younger because like that is just so toxic. It just really takes the value away from 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 human life. Like I remember I was hearing I was listening to this one pod 
um, it was a Joe Rogan one. He had brought like a veteran, uh, like army veteran or, or whatever. And he was just talking about like what it was like to kill somebody like with his bare hands and how that like haunted him for years and years. And then he was like, he comes home to America and he sees like all these, or he's, I think he said like he's seen his kid or some type of kid playing games where they're literally killing people, but they're in the same situation that he was actually in, but they're doing the stuff and they're just like, it's just t- like, you can like, when people die nowadays, like it's just a death. Like I was thinking about the October 1st shootings. That was like 60 people that died and like nobody remembers it. I didn't remember it. I don't, I don't remember it. Like when October 1st pops up, I'm not like, oh, this is like, but that's 60 humans that got yeah. killed. Like that's, that's why crazy. like like you said, you just when people die nowadays, it's seen as a death rather than the loss of a life. Like, yeah. And, you know, I can personally, like, attest to that. Like, growing up, I didn't really know the value of life like that until I lost somebody, until I lost my homie. And, like, that's why, like, when people, at times I'll be like, and I'm not going to say what specific events because some people are really sensitive towards some. But, like, for some, like, disasters or whatever that happened, when like the amount of people that died was like in the thousands or whatever. I'd be like, I mean, like, yeah, that's sad, but like, it could have been worse. It could have been like a million or something. Like I'll say like that because I'm thinking, or even like with the vid, like I was looking at it from a numbers or statistics standpoint, like, yeah, less than like three to 2% of the population that got it, you know, passed. But I'm looking at it from the number standpoint, rather than, yo, these are all lives that were lost, like lives that were intertwined with people. And it's a lot. And like, whether it was a big percentage or not, like there was, there's value to every life. Mm -hmm. Somebody was sad about that. Like somebody lost either the financial stability, the emotional stability, like emotional support, like somebody lost something beyond just that life. Like, yeah, that person lost their life, but somebody else lost their life with that because they lost certain aspects of their life that they can't, that they can't feel anymore. So, yeah. And, you know, I don't want to be the dead horse, but, you know, we could, we could start wrapping it up. I I just want to say real quick something um, that just reminded me of something earlier that I was talking about, but, oh, the distrust factor. Like, I grew up. I grew up. I grew up so distressed, and I literally just realized this while we were on pod that people would say they liked my shit, whether it's my rapping, whether it's my YouTube, my music, whatever. But I would think that they was just trying to be nice and was just like and was lying to me for no reason. Oh, for no reason. Literally, I have. They have no reason to lie and say. You feel me? But, and that's why I'm sent like. I know no parents is probably listening to our shit anyways, but if you are a parent listening to our shit, or maybe you are a young parent, or, or you're maybe you're about to be a parent right now. Yeah, we're going to be, they're going to be future parents, so. Yeah, future parents, like, it's really important to, like, build a relationship with your kids where they trust you, because, like, there's so many 
aspects of my life where I don't even realize shit that I do. And the only reason I'm realizing it now is because I'm semi-woke. And I'm going to say semi because I feel like I've really, I have work to do to get full woke. But like, even like with the, because like I was working on the, you know, like the Beyond Bars uh, freaking research project all summer. And that's like a project that's all about mass incarceration. So it's basically talking about a bunch of black problems. And like, we would be having conversations with our team and like, I would realize like, whether it be like about redlining or zero tolerance policies and because it's mainly shit with school this year. And I would just like realize that, damn, there's so many of these little small microaggression instances throughout my life that happened when I was young that really changed the way I acted and I'm still acting the way I changed and I didn't even realize it. Mm-hmm. And I think like that's a lot of people like they end up putting small guards up and they don't realize it because it happens so young and you just forget about it. That's why it's so important to journal. Yeah, so you can keep track of what like how you feel, because like, yeah, you don't you don't realize like what you're doing to your to your emotions until it's too late. Like You don't realize that you're becoming depressed until you're depressed. And there's this one fighter whose name is. uh. Israel Adesanya, and he said after his UFC debut, right, he got he got like the fight of the night bonus or knockout bonus, whatever. And he said when he got back to his hotel room or whatever, he was he got like low key depressed. He, he got like something to where like you don't feel like you belong or something. But he was like right then and there he went to the uh, to a therapist, and he was like, so many people focus on making their body look right or you know, working out to stay healthy, but it's like, if you're not working out your mind or you're not working on your mind, like you're going to like, that's just like everything else. Your mental health is going to decline. So that's journaling is important. And not, maybe not even journaling, just pay attention to how you feel every day when you wake up or every night before you go to sleep. Like it's so important to understand how you feel. And a lot of people, like, I know that sounds easy. Like it sounds like, Oh yeah. Like I know I, I feel sad. Okay. But like a lot of people don't understand that they they'll be sad for weeks on top of weeks and won't even notice because they'll just look at it like a, a day by day thing. They'll look, OK, I'm sad today. Oh, I'm sad today. And they don't realize that it's just building and building. And then eventually you get to the point where you're so sad that it's, it's almost impossible to get out without seeking help. And since we grew up in a community where seeking help isn't really like, you know, promoted, it's like a lot of people just just sit there and, and suffer in silence and eat those punches. That's why, like, bro, it's so sad, like, when you really think about it. Just, like, I mean, one of the state the world is as a whole, but personally, like, just the state the Black communities in, because, like, you grow up and you all, and you already, you feel me, like, seen as as lesser by most of society right and then like and honestly not like fuck i honestly and i don't think that i'm lesser but i didn't feel real racism until i got here until i got to college you know like i didn't feel like some people may look at me as lesser until i got to college and, you know, take that for what y'all want it. 
I do go to a PWI. Take that for what y'all want. I'm not even gonna like put anything else. Y'all can take that for what it, what it was. But what I will say is like so many like kids, especially in the black community, they're like navigating through all these troubles of the world already. And then like, they don't even seek help. They don't, like like Andre said, it's looked down upon to seek help. So you just go through your life with all these chips on your shoulder that don't have to be there, you know? And it's like, people just torture themselves so much. And a lot of it's like, it, it's not needed at all, you know? But um, yeah, like start keeping a journal. Like I'm gonna start keeping a journal of my, how I feel probably. And then I'm gonna upgrade until to doing like dream journals and shit too. Because like, you don't, like you said, like I said, you don't realize like how powerful you are. If you think about it, people sleep for a third of their lives, give or take, because you sleep for about a third of every day, eight hours. That's like a healthy sleep schedule for a human being. So what what do what the fuck do you think that you're doing for for a third of your life? Do you think you're just like on autopilot and like you're not doing nothing? Like really sit back and think. What is your body doing when you're asleep? Because there's no like logical, and I know all living things have to sleep, but that's why it's so amazing, right? There's no logical reasoning for going to sleep, like just from a security standpoint, like you're leaving yourself vulnerable as fuck. I know there's studies that you go quote unquote insane if you stay up for too long. I think the the studies like the most a human being stayed up. Let me see. Longest someone was eleven days. So and they say he like started experiencing some psychotic stuff. But anyways, what, I was, what I'm basically trying to say about that is your body requires you to go to sleep. But where does your mind go when you're asleep? You have these dreams where it feels so long when you're in it. And then when you wake up, you kind of just forget everything that happened. Except for when you first wake up, you kind of still remember. And that's why I say, where do you go when you go to sleep? Do you just, you know, like go on autopilot and your brain does stuff and it makes you hallucinate? Do you, do you believe that? Because, you know, nothing is true or wrong. You know, we're all speculating. At the end of the day, none of us is going to know. But I don't know. I think being optimistic about things is 
good for sanity sake, at least in this crazy world we live in. I think that most geniuses are crazy. The, the more I'm alive, I think like if you want to win in this world, you have to be a little bit crazy. And that's because there's no such thing as crazy. Only what motherfuckers say is crazy. Like, hmm. But yo, I got some good topics for the next one. Y'all let me know if y'all want to hear this shit. Andre taking a shit right now. That nigga can't hang. But um, so some shows for our next pod. I meant <laughs> some topics for the next pod we're gonna do, which probably be tomorrow. This one's long as fuck. And it's already six a.m. But oh, this nigga back it was good. My bad. Uh, my cat was. Uh, my cat called me. All right, but um. Yeah, I hope y'all enjoyed this pod. You feel me? Some deep conversations, some tough things people might not want to hear but need to hear. Um, really, y'all take a take a step back and just think about how much time you use technology throughout your week, and then throughout your day. Wait, throughout your day, then throughout your week, then throughout your month, then throughout your year, then throughout years. And think how much technology is literally a part of your being in your life. And ask yourself, do you, do you want it to be like that? Are you off of your morals and how you actually want to live? Or is that just life? I mean, like I said, it may just be life. And we just fighting the grain for no reason. But who knows? You got any last words? Man, you feel me? You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to hit off with a quick freestyle. That's how I'm feeling. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> he lighting up the, the paper. Wait, no. He lighting up the raw papers. Are those raw papers? Yeah. All right, he lighting up the raw papers. I see the flames. Yeah, it's my time. Like, my name is Dane. Uh, ever since I started skating, this hasn't been the same. Yeah. I got more ice on my body than Johnny Dane. Sorry, uh -huh. I'm lying. I'm not telling the truth. I could rap without a beat. So don't put me in the booth. I don't need a studio to speak my truth. Just put me on a platform where people will listen. Uh, I just need a pen and a paper. I don't need no diamonds that glisten. Uh, yeah. You um, don't need the attention. Uh, yeah. I don't need the I don't need the attention. I pulled out a hair. Oops, I forgot there was extensions. Yeah. Girl, get up out my mentions. Get up out my mentions. Yeah. He a runner. He a track star like my boy Christian. 
Uh, yeah, he a fast African then. Yeah, he a fast African then. He talking all that mess and I'm back. I mean, my homie starts a mess and I'm backing him again. Uh, I hit that girl with my backhand again on her back end again. And, you know, I was clapping again. Uh, clapping again. I said I was done making music, but I'm rapping again. Uh, yeah. Rapping again. Yeah, I rap with my friend. I smoke on this blunt. Get blast in the air. Shit. Passing the blunt. Because yeah. I want to share. Don't really give a fuck. I'll do it double dare. Yeah, he passed me a blunt. I don't really want to share. Because I don't smoke that stuff right there. Yeah. But I do mess with the dopamine bro i got lost in my bad <laughs> but yeah man that you feel me we gonna go ahead and and wrap it up like you said i hope y'all enjoyed it if y'all didn't share it still you feel me because if y'all didn't enjoy it at least like at least support us like niggas ain't gotta be weird about it yeah for real like, like if we got famous, y'all would magically love it. Yeah, exactly. But, like, even if, like, you don't agree with what we said, like, do you really got to be a hater about it? Like, you could just still be a cool human being and still share it. So, yeah. This part is probably going on. This is probably going on Instagram, so. Oh, and I was in the bio. We got vlogs coming out. Yeah, vlogs coming out. MDH TV with AC1, MDH TV with. Trey Beto. Okay, Trey Beto. That's going to be our new segment. So we're going to try and at least get one up each. A week. week. Okay. Yeah. A week. But I might post like two or three a week. Well, right. I'm going to start off probably like just two a week, probably. But yeah. So stay tuned. Yeah. We got some first vlogs coming soon. If that one gets 10 likes, I'll do a prank at this music festival. That's right. <laughs> oh god you know what we're gonna we're gonna really start doing some youtube stuff so like all right all right i'm gonna our 20 25 likes uh, yeah if, if my first vlog get 10 likes i'll uh bro i'm trying to think of something kind of productive i'll prank my my roommate i'll just do that though yeah he'll yeah he'll prank his roommate if 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 my video get 25 likes I'll Ollie, I'll Ollie an eight stair. It may be, I think it's an eight stair or nine stair on campus. I'll Ollie the eight stair or nine stair. And you cold. By October. Nah, fuck that. Bro, I can't do that. I got to get back in the group. Or you know what? By like September, by like middle of September. So hey, you want to, you want to see uh, this clip I got? Yeah. It's kind of trash. Can you hurry? Yeah. Mm. Never mind. This part just not gonna go on the, the Instagram. It's too long. I'm just gonna put the front part. <laughs> Bro, you fell? Bro, did you see how I fell? No, I didn't hear it. I can't hear it. Oh, there you go. Bro, just look how I fall. Doing the most stupidest shit. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, can you send that to me? Hell no. Nah. Bro, what? Nah, I just want to show you me me getting it, though. What'd you do? Well, you about to see. It's the code of... Well, at the time, I thought it was pretty cold. <laughs> Bro, when are you going to start trying to pop shove it off and stuff? Um... Actually got my first pop shove off something like that. Oh, it was that same day actually. Hey. But I had a better one low key where it was bro, like, that's actually hard, bro. What? Pop shoving it off a thing, bro. Like, look at this one. This one was like kind of good. You gonna be this like, like first kid, this was literally my first try. Damn, oh, that was wet. You gonna be like not kill? Hell no. All right. Like, dang, look at the look. Hold up, hold up. Look at the air, bro. Look at that. I like. Nah, you kept your front foot on there. That was the most impressive part. Yeah, it looks kind of ass and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, y'all, peace.